Welcome to the Truth Apocalypse. I am TJ Warner. I'm back again with another episode. Maybe you're listening to this now. Hopefully, if not, um, as well as YouTube, which you can find this video. It is also now on podcast form. If you're on YouTube, you can look at the link in the description below if you want the podcast. And soon it'll be available where any podcasts are found. Um, iTunes, I'm waiting for that to be verified. Maybe you'll find it there as well as anywhere else. So stay tuned to that. Um, my previous video about dreams is already up as episode one. And this will be episode two. Today I'm going to be talking about what got me into this topic, uh, this subject matter. Um, some of the things that I remember from a life before, if you will. It's very intriguing. Definite stay tuned, definitely stay tuned. There's more to come. As well as my background. Um, if I get into that part of the show, um, I'll be talking about how to go from there and building this universe that you can take part in, even if you don't have some of the experiences that I have had. So without further ado, um, if you have read any of my uh, taglines anywhere, and I suppose I should just bring it up and read it. It's not like it's a big deal uh, for me to do it. I'm pretty sure I put it on my uh, YouTube thing. My About Me area. Excuse me, well, I'll take a minute to get that. Because if you are on audio, then obviously you're not seeing a screen right now. <coughs> Excuse me. In another universe, I go by the name Jason Saint. That's me. Some call me a hero, some call me a god. You'll find out. Some just call me in the name of fandom or in mode of ecstasy. A little bit of comedy. Anyway, one created my adventures via the Chronicles of Jason Sate, actually a book series that I'm working on about that character, about me. In this universe, I go by the name TJ Warner, identify as the most epic beard model, a AAA award-winning actor, of course, investigator reporter, that's what I'm doing right now, I am a DJ by profession, an artist, musician, and obviously a broadcaster. So join me as I explore the hidden corners of the universe and give my views on everything. There you go. That's me in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Anyway, yeah. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that did go on. Yeah, I'm in a nutshell. You can't see if you're not on screen. Anyway. Yes, I was enacting being in a nutshell for those of you who are in audio. So, Jason Saint. That name is actually a fictitious name because I can't remember the name of the character, of who I was. Some people are going to say, well, he is writing fantasy. If you want to take everything I say as fantasy... And it's some elaborate thing that my brain came up with. Well, thank you that you acknowledge uh, that I'm that creative of a person. I do not believe I'm that creative of a person. But if you want to believe that, you're well entitled. 
even though I was brought up in a religion and those ideas, I've always known that there was something before here. It's just been a, a gut instinct, something I just knew that, well, where was I before this? And I even had daydreams, and maybe you could call it a vision, that I remember being a soul before here or being alive. And I um, actually at the time envisioned that as being a, a blue sphere just a, a blue orb of energy and people have seen orbs and we'll get into that down the road but i've just always known that before we talk about this reality and humanity being here right now in this lifetime that i'm here speaking to you through this media i was around before this that i'm old that i've been around for a long time and one day i just had a flash i remembered it wasn't um a fantasy a daydream i just remembered before um, the story goes like this I could see myself in first person and in third person at the same time. Anyone who has been in the astral realms will understand this. I was what you would call a blue orb. The size I thought was fairly large, but size is insignificant because compared to what? I was floating through the blackness of space heading towards what I believe was a star, but just a, I know it was a light. But I could see from my perspective as a first person, like you see out of your eyes, but I also could see myself as the blue orb floating through space at the same time. Uh, obviously, I was emitting my own light. I was energy. And those are the beginnings. From that point, I continued on towards that light. The next memory is of me hovering over a planet. And the decision to incarnate into a body. You know, I understand it's going to take some time to explain this next part. The planet that I was near, they were very evolved. They were getting to the point of, as a, as in species, as a race, as a planet, they were near to what you would call ascension. They were at the tipping point of going from this reality that we live in to into something else, into something else as a species or as a, uh, a people. And, but they wanted to kind of live on and gain more knowledge throughout the universe. And they didn't have to have a physical form to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. But they decided to take a physical form to create one. 
and my body that was created that I created or in coercion with them created would be the vehicle that they would ride upon and enjoy um, exploring the universes. So, in a sense, I was the embodiment physically of their entire race, but with my own consciousness intact. Riding along with me was their entire species that would be like trillions of um, nanites, if you will, nanite pieces of energy, just small um, energy beings. And, but they would, at the same time, they could think collectively, they could think individually. And they provided the technology for my physical form to move through space. One thing to note, my being came into existence outside of space and time. I literally, in my physical being, was born outside of space and time. And after this process of being birthed physically from a mother, the father part, I don't know. I don't remember that. But within a blink of an eye, not being an infant, but being a cognitive adjusted adult if you will and at that point the life on that planet went into like I said those microscopic uh, nanite beings that they became and they rode along with me on the ship that was the physical uh, vessel that I was inside that left that planet and was headed out into space to explore. I do not remember the reason why I decided to, to chose to do this. Maybe I thought it was interesting, but it's very interesting that being born outside of space and time innately gave me the ability to see and move myself outside of space and time at will. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Interestingly enough, and I'll probably edit uh, some pieces of this out, but interestingly enough, <coughs> after leaving uh, some period of time, I, no, I had no idea, I came across another race. Um, they were definitely a predatory type uh, species, a very large ship, um, much larger than the ship that I was on by far. And without even having to think about it, I just knew instinctively through um, what knowledge I had that they were a parasitic uh, type race. And the people that were now the microscopic um, non-physical life forms, they had come across them in the past and they knew these were nasty guys. Interestingly enough, you know, 
I easily outmaneuvered and kind of stayed in a cloaked manner and wasn't noticed by them and moved on. Till eventually, and I believe another timeline, I ended up on a planet much like Earth. And when I came into existence on Earth, instead of traveling uh, through that ship anymore, and, and the life forms had control of that technology in the ship while this had happened, I don't remember where they parked it, but it's accessed later on in my memory. The life forms were with me, but were not with me. Of course, not being non-physical, that can be lots of places, and they also could ride with me outside space and time. But I came into the reality, I said, much like Earth, where that was, if it not was another uh, timeline of Earth, possibly. I was then the infant, the infant that was created way back at the other planet. I was that infant. Um, I was obviously an orphan on, we'll just call it Earth, in what you would call uh, maybe Lithuania, and the outskirts of Russia somewhere. I don't know specifically, but I ended up going into an orphanage there and just a few days after being in the orga orphanage the orphanage burns down to the ground and they find my body as an infant underneath all the rubble not a scratch amazed the local authorities definitely uh look into it and it goes all over the news you know baby survives you know whatever the headlines were and it just happens to be in the area a cia agent um, was on some something and this story caught his attention so he decided to look into it well upon discovering that my infant body somehow survived all that without a scratch he thought it quite intriguing and looked into the medical history and saw that something was odd about my my being and with his influence in the cia and being that i had no family i was an orphan he decided me to bring me back actually in secret and I ended up being um, adopted by his brother and their family for a period of time and kind of hidden away. Through the years, of course, with his influence, I was taught various skills um, to do with the CIA, and eventually I was put into various programs and had worked for him in other um, organizations we'll just call it black ops type stuff and my various abilities being able to um, be outside of space and time are interestingly enough cool but what's really cool is 
the alien race, the non-physical beings, the microscopic ones, at a certain point, kind of infused with me at the DNA level, where uh, I could communicate with them at thought, or they could communicate with me. And as an example, um, let's say I was taking uh, a test at the rifle range, you know, and I was target shooting. Windage would automatically be calculated because of their technology. In their collective minds, I wouldn't have to really calculate it. So basically, or am I shooting a basketball, you know, the understanding and calculating different distances was elemental to me and just, it was not a thought process because of the wealth of knowledge of that race. And when it came to physical activities, the same way, because they uh, strengthened up weaknesses with their knowledge and their uh, being, being energy levels. They could influence the human body, being energy themselves. There's more into that. I don't want to get too detailed. I'm basically telling you the whole synopsis of the book already. But that is the synopsis, the beginning of the story of the book that's coming out eventually. If you like that, uh, definitely let me know. Uh, it's something I'm intrigued to write, uh, to tell my alternate reality story. Um, I came up with the name Jason Saint. The name sounded cool. Uh, the last name was given to me because of some of the accomplishments uh, that I had. People had called me the saint for uh, various things that I had done in that reality. And um, the uncle, I guess if you will, the guy who adopted me, was named Jay. And Jay's son. What else would you have? So that's how I, got my, how I came up with the name. Uh, not that I had one. Um, because I don't know what my name was. Maybe I'd never had a name. But in the in that uh, reality, that's what it ended up being. So the Chronicles of Jason Saint um, is going to definitely... Uh, be a book talking about the various experiences uh, that I have had. It's going to be sudden earth, obviously, in this earth, in this reality. Um, much like, let's say, if Superman really existed, of course, there would be comics about his adventures because people would want to hear the stories told over and over. That's how legends would go. That's how legends were created in the past, in my opinion. Um, someone would be a hero and there would be songs written about them or stories or poems or whatever. And so uh, Jason say, takes on that persona. He acknowledges his fans. And much like kind of Deadpool, you know, breaking the fourth wall is kind of funny in, in his comics. But in reality, well, he's going to break the fourth wall because he's real. So, of course, he's going to break the fourth wall. Um. So some of the adventures are kind of cool. Um, one of the learning curves 
Jason Saint has to do is learn how to control um, going into other dimensions and it's actually we'll just call the other beings the microscopic ones that are formless we'll just call them an AI intelligence to make it simpler to understand that they um, use his ability to kind of blink him into other realities to learn um, how to use his abilities so he might go into an earth where there's no populace at all and have to survive and he'll have to survive and learn to um, overcome the obstacles learn to adapt uh, learn how to develop his skills and being he doesn't age per se um, because he grows up to an adulthood but he was an adult before he came to earth he just came in as a baby and learned how to be a human and how to interact because in a sense even though he's not really a hero per se he picks up that persona because it's necessary and because there are various threats that he takes on as the only real uh, superhero that's ever existed in reality that he just picks it up and carries it um, there's other branches um, come to find out later on that um, I have figured out my name and translated into English it's KL as in the capital letter K and the capital letter L with an N after the L so it's KLN, but the N is silent. So whatever language that is, um, I actually, um, in, I don't do drugs, but in visions when I actually uh, attempt to go out of body, when I'm, when I'm between realities, I can see the language that I know, but I, I don't understand. Um, uh, it's almost like cuneiform writing, but I don't understand the symbols what they mean but I recognize them and I've seen all kinds of them but I did come to find out um, this is I'm guessing a glimpse into the future from now um, another scenario but we won't get into that this is about Jason Saint and that persona and that reality uh, not about chaos but it's kind of cool when you figure out what your uh, name is. And, well, I guess I'll talk about it. Why not? KL is actually an ambassador um, in, the, in the universe that, I guess, you would say the known universe, if you will. In that known universe or that reality, KL is an ambassador. Um, he's... Uh, resolves disputes in many ways um, his technology uses the same um, idea of being able to move out space and time and actually his ship is actually fully controlled by with thought with his own thought there, there are mechanical aspects to do this with the ship but he actually can control it. I can control it 
I keep saying he, but it's actually me, but he can control it with his mind. So let's say that someone was chasing him in another ship. He could just phase the ship outside of space and time and sit there and they would just see the ship disappeared into nothingness where he, where they, whoever's on that ship couldn't see back into time and reality the entire time. And there are actually portals. Um, I guess you, they're not really stargates or portals, but there's something like that that you can go um, to and from that ship with the technology that he's also developed. It's not like beam me up, Scotty, a teleporter. It's, it's not really a stargate either. It's, let's say I was on that ship. Um, at Alpha Centauri, you know, a star. And I was in that vicinity. You could go on that ship and walk through the portal and up, end up on Earth. Not with a star gate, that's a series of other gates. And with that technology, open up the portal back from Earth to go back to that ship. That can happen anywhere in the universe from that ship. It gets anywhere. I don't know if the ship could open up um, well, I guess they could. They can travel inside and out of time. That it can go outside of time, and being the time and speed are irrelevant, it could actually blip to anywhere. Because space and time is again is irrelevant to whoever is on that vessel. But that's the the synopsis of that character and why I got into this because I'm remembering being this person uh, being this persona and wanting to return to that world it's been a struggle to get to that I can do anything else going out of body into the astrals but get back to that it's like it's this untouched thing that I wrote a rule for myself that I can't go back until I have to do whatever I have to do. Which I know that I left the ship as KL to come here. The Earth was in trouble for whatever reason. I don't know what it was or some planet was that I believe now it was Earth or would be in trouble in time or I was sent there to do, sent here to be an ambassador. But when you become human, you don't have your memory, and I'm kind of stuck until I give it all back. I know, it sounds like an amazing sci-fi thing, but I promise you, it is all recollection, it's all memory. And that's something I sat down and wrote up, it just came to me and I remembered it. So, that whole spiel is outside of my dreams and visions, if you will. Um, the Chronicles of Jason Saint that are coming and if I get to it a little bit of uh, KL KL's advanced I'll tell you that right now that I wouldn't even know where to begin to write that I don't understand the technology um, but the adventures that I remember uh, as Jason Saint those are cool um, it's definitely a solid trilogy, if not more, more books. 
every uh, reality that he goes to, that I go to, could easily be a book in itself. Or even a series of books, because there's lots that happen. And my problem is just being able to write it down and to put it in. I'm not a writer, but I can tell you the synopsis and tell you exactly what happens in, in a media like this. No problem. But I would forget details. Uh, when, you, when you have to sit down and write, you remember the details and you can explain the technology, how you understand it a little bit in earth terms, in earth speak. Uh, one of the problems is physics doesn't necessarily apply when you're outside of space and time or if you're in a different reality where space and time works different and physics works different. So trying to bring all that into this reality and understanding for readers here, um, I thought at one point a comic book or a graphic novel but there's so much story to tell that I almost have to do it in a series of novels, regular novels, but I don't know for sure on that. But that's pretty much the story of Jason Saint. Um, what got me started into alternate realities is just a recollection, like I had said. Um, to tie into um, creating a virtual reality for yourself, an alternate reality. Um, one of the things that I'm using to remember being Jason Saint or being KL is writing I am statements and reading them. And I have some in front of me on screen. And I start out as I am. I am Jason Saint. These are my accomplishments, my thoughts, and my manifestations. Because in another reality, when you can manifest things, you manifest that reality. So if you wanted to be a billionaire in that reality, manifest it. Simple. <coughs> so, um, to prop up my memory, I would write down on my I am list of things that I knew, you know. Uh, I have full control of space and time. Being I know I had that ability to read that and to speak that um, reminds me a little bit of who I am. And then another memory comes because I remember that, oh, yeah, that's right. I do. I remember this instance where I did control space and time. And I remember this next thing that happened. Um, so, when, so if you want to use this to apply this into lucid dreaming and building realities that way. It works the same because you are literally world building like if you were writing a book or if you were uh, writing a comic book or making a movie or a TV show. You're building the world. So for you to believe it in a dream world, you have to create it. You have to go with, hey, this is what I want to be in this reality. So you write down those rules. You know, do you feel pain in that reality? Um, are you immortal? Do you die? Uh, what limits do you have uh, around you? Uh, what outcomes? Uh, what is the adventure? 
Is it a hero's journey that you're going upon? Are you jumping into the story from the beginning or midstream? Uh, is there good and evil? You know, in the real universe, there's more just of a balance. It's not really good or evil. It's kind of life is just balanced. So that's probably good enough for this podcast. I think it's kind of cool. Um, I thought I would just bring this out and let the mockers mock and those that find it interesting, uh, check it out for more. If you haven't already, you can, like I said, find me on YouTube. This video is there. Uh, my podcast will be available. More information on specifics where you can find the podcast is coming out. But I've but look for the Truth Apocalypse podcast. It's going to be everywhere. This will be episode two. And if you can't find anything else, find the Truth Apocalypse, the Epic Beard on Twitter. And anything that I post will be posted there. So there's a few places you can find what I'm doing. I want to thank you everyone for listening, for watching, whichever it is. And as always, respect the beard and respect each other. <laughs>